Good morning. Uh, let me start in prayer, and then I'm going to ask if we could send the young people up to the front. Okay. Um, Father God, we do thank you this morning, Father. Thank you for bringing us all here safely. Father, this morning, um, what's needed is your words, your spirit. Um, I'm just a messenger, just speaking what you've given to me, Father. I pray, Lord, that the words this morning would go into the hearts of the people and cause them to uh, just to be obedient to your word and change the way life is lived, Father God. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, young people, can you come up front and hang out with Mr. Sean for a quick minute? Don't be afraid. I'm big, but I'm just a teddy bear. That's it. Come up front. There we go. There we go. Good job. All right. Well, today, listen, there was a scripture read from 1 John. Look at me. And, and it talked about love. We even had a good song that was all about love. So that's what Mr. Sean wants to talk to you uh, today about. A good place to start is in Scripture, always. So we read Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the first and second verse. It says, you are the children that God dearly loves. So be just like him and lead a life of love, just as Jesus did. All right. So in the Scripture, it says that we should live like God. We should live like Jesus lived. All right. And the Bible tells us that the way God lives is love. And the Scripture tells us that we should imitate that. So if we're supposed to imitate the way God lives and God lives like love, the question I want to ask you is, what is love? Anybody? You don't know? Eva. I'm sorry? She said it's somebody or where you love somebody else. That's true. When you're nice to someone, anybody else? All right. Well, you know what? There's a good scripture in the Bible that tells us what love is. Listen to this. John 3.16. We all know the scripture. It says that God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. And anyone who believes in him will not die, but they will have eternal life. Now, in that scripture, does it say that God spoke so loud to the world? Hey, world, I love you. Is that what the Bible says? No. Does it say that God wrote this huge letter on a piece of paper and he put it up in the sky and it says, World, I love you, sign God, so that we can all know that God loves us? What's it say? God did what? He gave. He gave. He did something. So what we learn from that scripture is that love is action. It's not just words. It's not just something that you speak. It's, actually, it's an action that you put behind something for somebody else. All right? Listen to this scripture. It's the one we read this morning. First John 3.18 says, Dear children, don't just talk about love. Put your love into action. Then it will truly be love. All right? So what I want to ask you, there's four types of people I want to talk to you about this morning. All right? Your parents, your brothers and your sisters, your friends, and people you don't know. All right? Now, God said love is what? An action. Good. You're smart. Love is an action. All right. So I want to ask you, how do you show your parents you love them in action? Taking out the trash. That's a good one. I love it when my son takes out the trash. Sometimes I got to go get him. Take out the trash. Huh? Clean your room. That's a good one. 
What's another one? Clean the dishes. You should come to my house dinner time. Clean the dishes. One more. Obey your parents. That is huge. Obeying your parents. All right, let's look at maybe your brothers and your sisters. How do you show action of love to them? Making their beds? That's good. I actually had that written down in my notes. Help clean the rooms. You're pretty good. Spend time with them. Playing with them. You guys are like right in my notes here. Good job. You can bring them to the mall. Eve is taking everybody to the mall. She's got big money. <laughs> friends, how can, you, how can you show in action love to your friends? Making something with them. Making a birthday card. That's a good job, Eva. Spend time with them again. Now, here's a tricky one. What about people you don't even know? How can you show love to a person that you don't even know? I'm sorry. Get to know them. That's good. Talk about something they might like. Very good job. Be friends. That's good. That's good. Now, all of those things were actions, okay? And God says, I'm going to go back to that scripture. Dear children, don't just talk about love, but put your love into action. Then it will truly be love, okay? We're almost finished, guys. 1 John 4 and 8 says this. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love, all right? So the Bible tells us if we never put love into action, it's hard to say that we know who God is. All right. So, look, say you and Mr. Sean say we were best friends. We hung out all the time. And Mr. Sean likes to go fishing. All right. I really don't like fishing, but it's just for the message sake. All right. Say, I really like to go fishing. Don't you think if me and you were buddies that sooner or later you'd come fishing with me? Sooner or later, you might learn how to do some fishing yourself. Or what if I was a, a golfer? I like to golf all the time. And me and you were really close. Don't you think at some point me and you would go golfing? Maybe you might learn a little bit about golf. Well, that's what the Bible says to us about God. It says that God wants a relationship with us. And through reading our Bible, through prayer, coming to church and going to children's class, we learn about God. And after a while, learning about God, we should turn into the type of people who put love into action. Don't you think so? That's right. All right. So I'm going to read one last scripture to you. First, I want you to remember this. Love is what? Action. So the next time you tell your mother, your brother, a friend, next time you tell them you love them, this is what I want you to think. What have I done to show them that? What is it that I've done that they should know that I love them? All right. Now I want you to repeat after me this scripture. Don't just talk about love. Come on, we got to do better than that. Ready? Don't just talk about love. Put your love into action. Then it will truly be love. Amen. Let me pray over you real quick before I send you back with your parents. Father God, these young people, Father God, they, they come to church. The seeds are being planted, Father. And I pray, God, that a, a, a harvest of love would be built in the hearts of these young people, Father God, so that they can show it at home, in their church, and around their friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go have a seat with your parents real quick. All right. I'm going to talk to the big kids now.
All right, real quick, and then we'll be going. The theme of today is love. We read it in First John. All right, uh, really quick, just a little overview. In the book of First John, John was writing to a group of Christians who uh, some of them thought in order to be a real Christian, you had to have Christianity, but you had to have an extra knowledge that went along with it. And and these people that were seeking after knowledge, they felt that we're in a certain group of our own. And the rest of you who aren't seeking that knowledge, you're not with us. This is the reason why First John was talking about love your brother. Okay. Um, but also, we also know that the Bible talks about loving just more than your brother, but loving your neighbor. In Galatians 5.14, it says, the entire law is summed up in this, in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. First John 3 and 11 says, this is the message that you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. All right. What he's saying is, from the very beginning of your Christian walk, love is the answer. Love is the key. Love is the foundation. Think about it. The reason why we're Christians is because somebody died for us. The reason why we're Christians is because the Spirit of God wooed our heart to come to Christianity. We didn't do it on our own. It was God's love. And the whole living of your Christian life is rooted in God's love. And then the end of the Christian life, we appear in paradise. It's not on our own. It's God's love. So what John is saying here and what Galatians 5.14 is saying here is that the entire Christian, love, uh, Christian life is built on one thing, love. And whatever we do, whatever we put on top of that has to come out of that same soil. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you know. It doesn't matter how many languages you know, how you can break it down. If it's not rooted and grounded in love, then we're off. All right. First Corinthians 13, the ch- uh, chapter 13, the first and third verse, Paul talks about that. Listen to what he said. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. All the things that we look at in the Christian life, you know, moving in the spirit, being able to break down scripture, knowing all the different languages, the Jewish customs that bring us close to knowing the scripture. Paul says none of that matters if love is not first. In the third chapter there or in the third verse, he says, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not love, I gain nothing. All right. We as Christians, uh, most of us know that when we go to heaven, the Lord will not judge us. We are going into eternal life. But the works that we do, Jesus is going to look over our works and he's going to find out what were your works built on? What was the, the theme, the foundation of your works? If it was to be seen, if it was for people to know you, your works will be burnt up. But if your works are built on love. There's a reward for you. This is why Paul says, I gain nothing if it's not grounded in love. I was always taught never to give your opinion when you're preaching the word of God. Just give just the word. But I believe the opinion I'm about to give you is rooted and grounded in the word. Christian maturity is how you live in love. It's not how many scriptures you remember. It's how you express love in your life, the love of God. This is how someone can see your life and say, that person is close to God 
Because he lives, or she lives like God. Alright? In, in 1 Corinthians 13, that's the famous chapter on love. But in the 14th chapter, Paul opens it up this way. He says, follow the way of love. Follow it. It's almost as if he's saying, the guide, the GPS, spiritual GPS of your life is to follow love. Now, think about that. When you're arguing with your spouse or you haven't seen eye to eye, and you do, I don't do this. <laughs> you know, when you walk around and you don't talk to each other for a while, what does love do? If I stop and I say, how do I respond in love? Let me be the first one to apologize. Let me be the one to make it right. Or what if you're, you're at work and you have a coworker or a boss that you just can't stand? What does love say? Be patient with them. Be kind to them. All right? Think about it. The Bible says God loved the world so much that he did what? That's right. It was out of love, the guide of love, that he said, I have to do something for these people. And even Jesus Christ, when he came to the cross, he said, Father, let this cup move from me. But I believe it's his love for his father that said, but not my will. Let your will be done. The Bible says love never fails. So if we respond in love, it'll never fail us. All right. First John 3.16 says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Now let that marinate for a little bit. That's the extent of our love. That's the extent of the love we should show. Now, I'm sure you're never going to have to lay your life down for anybody as far as, you know, physically. Um, but it's showing us that the love that we show shouldn't be cheap. Uh, I was privileged uh, one time to mentor a young man. And uh, he had a need that, that had to be met. Um, I heard him speaking about it, but he didn't really say it to me. So uh, God put it on my heart and me and my wife took the young man out and we met the need. And in the middle of us doing what we need to do, he turned to me and he said, why are you doing this? That's the sixty four million dollar question. Why are we doing this? That is an open door for the gospel. It's an open door for him to, for me to tell him about Jesus Christ. It's an open door for me to tell him the way Christ loves him. This is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Isn't that what we want? We should love in a way that it makes people stand up and take notice. It makes people look at our life and say, there's something different about you. Why are you the way you are? Romans 5 and 8 says, but God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Before I was thinking about Christ, he was thinking about me. All right. So what's that say for that hard to love brother or sister? Oh, no. If they don't get it right. No, no, no. That's not the love of God. The love of God says you respond first. You be the one to make it right. What about the hard to love spouse or child? You be the one to make it right. You be the one to show the love of Christ. And again, for the boss or co-worker. I don't know. Maybe I got something going on at work. <laughs> but think about it. The Bible says Christ died for me before I was fill in the blank. Talking about myself. Christ died for me when I was all those things. 
That's the type of love we're supposed to show our community. They're not going to come running in the church. We got to go show them something, something that they have not seen, something that's unusual. First, John 317 says this, if anyone has material possession and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Now, this scripture here is talking about the community, us as brothers and sisters. It's saying that each of us should look on the the interest of the other. All right. But Jesus Christ gives us a story in the Bible that says not just the community, but your neighbors. In the story of the Good Samaritan, there's an expert of the law that comes to test Jesus. And he says, Jesus, what must I do to, to gain eternal life? And Jesus asked him, well, what is written? He's an expert of the law. You should know. All right. So the expert of the law says, well, to love God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. All right. Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So the expert of the law wanted to trip Jesus up. And he said, well, who is my neighbor? So Jesus told him a story about a man who was traveling on a path and a group of men came upon him and robbed him, beat him and stripped him and left him for dead. Then he said a priest went by, didn't care. A Levite went by, didn't care. But then he said a Samaritan walked by. And this Samaritan entered and came close to this man who was beaten. And after he came close, he assessed the need. And after he assessed the need, he fulfilled the need. And Jesus Christ told the man, you go do the same thing. All right. There are people out there who don't know Christ and they're living in sin and sin is stripping them, is beating them and is robbing them. Just like this man, stripping them of peace, joy, robbing them of their purpose in God. And God tells us, go close, go near. Assess the situation and feel the need. Now, God never told this man, go preach the gospel, although we know Jesus Christ wants us to preach the gospel. But in this scripture, he never told the man, go preach to him. He said, go live love to this man. Just go do it. All right. Now, I want to come back up to something that he said to this man. When the when the expert of the law came to fool Jesus, when he came with his questions and Jesus told him how he should live. This is what Jesus said to him. He said, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. I'll tell you a story real quick about my mother. My mother is 78 years old, and she's lived in the projects her whole life up to five years ago. So she's lived in the projects 73 years of her life. And her, what she would always tell me is, I don't ever have to move. I'm fine right here. And I couldn't understand that until I was preparing this message. My mother never had a car. She always rode the bus. And she was always preaching the gospel to somebody. She was always encouraging somebody on the bus. If my mother was coming home late, we knew where she was at. She was out on the streets ministering to somebody. She was praying with somebody. Everybody in the neighborhood knew if you, you know, with, within where we lived at, if you don't have sugar, if you don't have butter, if you don't have milk, go to Mrs. Price's house. She got it for you. Hey, if your kids don't have clothes, Mrs. Price's house is where the, the need can be met. Young people used to come and and bring flowers to my mother on Mother's Day just because of the love she showed. Could 
Could that love that she was showing, could that be how she was living that life where she looked at it like, I never have to move out of the projects. Jesus said, do this and you will live. Could living a life of love be where the secret of life is at? Could that be where the purpose is at? Could that be where fulfillment is at? Jesus said, do this and you will live. Now, we do know it's eternal life. But God said, I come to give you life more abundantly on that end and on this end. And if you live a life of love, it might be that your purpose is behind that. First John 3.18 says this, dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and truth. Our example of love is this. God gave his son. Jesus gave his life. And the spirit of God guides us and help us. All action words. All right. Our love should be in action towards our brothers and sisters in this community and our family. Towards the community out there and to the world, really. Now. We can't live this life in our own strength. I don't want you to think that Mr. Sean's walking that. I'm sorry I say Mr. Sean. I'm so used to speaking to little kids. <laughs> but I want us to know this is, this is the life that God has to put in us. Right? I want to read a scripture. First uh, Thessalonians 3 and 12. It says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. You know, this message is to me first. It is. But this is the life I want to live. You know, the, the song we, we just sang, it said, what can I offer? What can I say? What can I do? Offer my life completely to you. We do that through loving people. It's not just sitting in here and hearing scriptures. We have to let love pour out of us. We have to let that love fill this church so much that it spills out into the streets and people in the community see that love. The Bible says, let your light shine before men. And what will they do? They will praise your father who is in heaven. That's the goal. That's the goal. So what I want to do is I want to pray over us before uh, I'm getting ready to end here. And uh, if in your heart God is speaking to you. And you want that love, the love of God to overflow in you. I just say, raise your hands in the air. Father God, uh, living like you live, Father God, is not easy. But you've put your spirit in us. And for all of those who desire to live a life of love, God, I pray that you fill them. You said those, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Fill their hearts, God. And let it start at home. In their community, which is the church here, the church community, and the community around us, Father. Fill every last one of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.